Paranormal, the podcast with your host, Leo Rizzuti. Every week we will explore such topics as ghosts, demons, poltergeist, haunted history, time shifts, cryptozoology, and other aspects of the paranormal through listener-submitted accounts, documentary studies, and interviews with the investigators that dedicate their lives to searching for proof of the unknown. So go get a fresh cup of coffee, dim the lights, relax, and get ready for a short visit to the realm of the true paranormal. Hi guys, Leo Rizzuti here. I'll be your host each and every week here at True Paranormal, the podcast. First, a little bit about myself. I'm a former lead investigator of a team conducting research on haunted locations. I've had personal experiences throughout much of my life, some of which I may get into in later shows if you guys would like. Most importantly, I've been a student of the paranormal for more than three decades, and I am still just as passionate about the subject as I was the first time I cracked open a copy of Hans Holzer's Haunted History. Our goal here is not only to entertain, but help open some eyes to the world in the shadows, and maybe even help some folks find some answers along the way. Tonight's show, we have three stories submitted by listeners that are their personal accounts, and we're going to read those on the air. Today is October 31st, 2017, and you guys know what that means. Halloween. We picked the scariest night of the year to release our first show. Now, we've already gone out and we've seen the kids dressed as ghouls and goblins. We've gone house to house, seen the adults having fun, handing out candy. We even went to a haunted house and met Spider-Man at one house. It is really, really cool. But now, it's time to put the kids to bed. It's time to settle in, read a few of the stories that you guys have submitted to us accounts of your own personal experiences with the paranormal we've got three great stories tonight and let's go ahead and get into them our inaugural story comes from jim and he's entitled it hearing voices i remember moving into my then new childhood home when i was around eight years old i was super thrilled because it was so much bigger than our last home and it even had a front yard and a good-sized backyard to play in strange thing is that when we moved in i started to hear voices my grandparents took the back room down this creepy hallway that was aligned with the garage door whenever i was back there i would hear whispering it sounded as if it was coming from the windows in the back of the room facing out to some banana trees i couldn't understand what it was that i was hearing but it would creep me out. I told my parents about it. Upon inspection, my father would never, ever hear it. My dad said it could be the neighbor's voices bouncing off of the banana tree's leaves. As long as I didn't go into the back room, I'd felt I'd be okay. Until I heard my name. I played in my room, letting my imagination take off when I heard my father call to me. I yelled, Yes, Dad. No response. Being afraid of getting it from my father by not responding quickly I ran out to see what it was that he needed yeah pop he looked at me and said what's the matter I asked if he called he said no alright I thought maybe my mind was playing tricks then it called again I was in the kitchen eating breakfast one morning when I heard my mother call to me I went to see what she wanted I saw she was in her room cleaning the bathroom I asked her what she needed. She said she hadn't called me. She was concerned and asked me what I had heard. 
I told her I heard her voice calling my name. And a while ago, Dad called me as well. But he said he didn't. My mother's a very spiritual person. She loved God dearly and held great respect for those who passed away. She told me never to answer those voices. If I heard them calling, not to acknowledge them. She instructed me to just go to her and Dad and see if we were both okay. I agreed. Over the years, I would hear the voices calling to me. My oldest sister would also hear my parents calling to her, but it wouldn't be them. We both knew the drill. I think my parents were getting annoyed at seeing my sister and me coming to them for no reason. On a few occasions when I'd hear my name from a family member, I'd look for them, but they wouldn't even be home. That thing was calling to us that seemed like to know we knew it was there. One Sunday, my father and I had chopped down those old banana trees out in the backyard. We spent the whole morning cleaning our yard, pulling the leaves, weed whacking, chopping banana trunks, clipping the mock orange, and so on. It was getting too hot, and my dad said I should go in and take a shower as we were done for the day. He elected to go to the dump and throw out our trash. I said, okay. Now, while I was in the shower, I had left both doors of the bathroom open. One door led to the small bedroom, which was mine, and the other door led to the back room, where my grandparents were, where I heard the whispering. I lathered shampoo into my hair, and I heard the shrill screaming that startled me. It was the sound of my father. He screamed my name in excruciating pain. I was the most afraid I'd ever been in my life. I jumped out of the shower, grabbed my towel, wrapped it around me, and I flew out the door. I got to the garage, the place I heard my father, and looked around. My adrenaline was pumping, and I was getting ready to see the worst. And then I realized my father was at the dump. My heart slowed down, and I turned to walk back into the house, feeling a little embarrassed. As I took a step, I felt something. I was headed back to the shower, but before I could get to the garage door, I felt a chilling breeze touch my bare chest. A feeling went from my upper torso over one of my shoulders and down my spine and then disappeared completely. I couldn't explain it. Where does a cold breeze come from on a 98-degree midday? And then where does it go? I shuddered after that and quickly finished my shower. When my father got back, I was relieved. Not because I was afraid of a paranormal experience, but because I thought maybe he had gotten seriously hurt. I told him what had happened. He said he couldn't say what it was. To this day, I still hear something calling me that isn't there. Now I hear my wife call me all the time, but not by name. I always hear, babe, honey, or hear her voice with a short, indecipherable phrase. Luckily, she hears my voice calling to her as well, so she doesn't think I'm crazy. What's even funnier is that now, when I visit my family at my old home, my sister's son comes out of his room on occasion and says, What is it, Mom? to her while she and I are in the middle of a conversation. I tell him, Make sure you don't answer the voice back. My sister and I laugh because we remember doing the same thing as kids. Wow, Jim, that was absolutely incredible. And to think that not only does it has it affected you, in your childhood, but it's continued into adulthood and not only affected you, but now your wife is also experiencing the same thing. That was absolutely amazing. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Our next story comes from Tammy, and she's entitled it Haunted in Indiana. Okay, Tammy, let's see what you got. 
when I was 13, we, me, my mom and dad, and my nine-year-old brother, Michael, moved from Indianapolis to an old house in Greenwood, Indiana. I was pretty unhappy that we were moving, but my mom told me that we were still close enough that I could see my friends in the city. Plus, if they came over, we had a bigger yard and a house for us to play in. My dad built us a playset, well, mainly for my brother since I was getting a little old, and remodeled one of the two sheds in the back for me to use as my own private area. It's pretty nice since we moved from an apartment where we were right on top of each other to a much larger home, with my brother in my room on one side of the house and my parents on the other. I also immediately noticed how much quieter it was there, especially after living in the city where there's always noise around. More on that later. We had been there about two months when things started happening, or at least when I started to notice them. It started off slow, like... I would occasionally hear what sounded like someone walking around in the middle of the night. I'm an insomniac and was usually up when everybody else was asleep. Or sometimes cabinet doors in the kitchen would be open when I knew they were closed a few minutes before. After a few months, though, it became obvious that nobody was playing jokes and that I wasn't imagining things. My brother never said anything about it, but I noticed that he tried to stay outside as much as possible. Or, if he was inside, he always wanted to follow me around instead of being by himself. I talked to my mom about it a little bit, but she always said that it was just country noises or the house settling. Nowadays, when we talk about the things that happened, she admits that she always felt like someone was watching her when she was alone. But that she thought it was just a change of location and didn't want to worry me. The first thing that I remember where I knew that something was weird was one day when I was doing my homework. I was sitting at the kitchen table doing some math work. Michael was outside, as usual. I had fixed myself a glass of water and put it in front of me. I worked for a few minutes, and then, when I reached over for my water, the glass was gone. I looked around and saw it by the sink, so I thought, yeah, I must have left it there. I got up and got it, took a drink, and set it back down at the table. A few minutes later, I reached for it again, and again it was gone. Now I knew that I had set it in front of me and that I hadn't gotten up afterwards, so I was really confused and a little scared. I yelled at Michael to stop playing jokes, thinking maybe he had somehow snuck in and moved it, but he was still outside. I got up to see if somebody else was around, and I saw my glass in the living room, on the floor. Needless to say, I spent the rest of my time until my mom got home hanging outside with Michael. The next thing that happened was a few days later. Like I said, I had insomnia and would usually stay up reading until around 3 in the morning when I couldn't sleep. This was one of those nights. I had a weird feeling, like my room had been covered in a blanket where all of the sound was muted. The house, as I said, was always really, really quiet. But this was actually oppressive. I found myself clearing my throat just to see what it sounded like. Sure enough, it sounded like I was in some sort of chamber where the sound echoed back at me, but couldn't get very far. Suddenly, I heard some scratching on the wall by my bed. We didn't have any pets and had never seen any signs of mice, so it wasn't anything like that. This sounded like a single fingernail quickly scratching to try to get my attention. I put my book down to listen more closely and it stopped. Then, 
when I picked my book back up, it started again. It did this a couple of times, enough that I felt like I was being played with. I got really nervous by this point and did the only thing that I could think to do at the moment. I asked, Is anybody there? Nothing but silence. Once again, I picked up my book, but not really reading it, more listening with my book open. The scratching started again. I slammed my book closed and said, Who's there? Answer me. Once again, it was just very quiet. So I said, Look, if there's someone there, you need to let me know. Otherwise, leave me alone. Suddenly, I heard three knocks on the wall where the scratching had been. Very softly. Kind of like a little kid knocking on a door. Then it repeated itself. And again. And again. At that point, I yelled for my mom and dad and went running out of my room into theirs. They were pretty ticked off that I woke them up, but my dad checked my room anyway. He said that he didn't see anything, and that I must have fallen asleep and dreamed it. But I knew that I was awake. The other thing that I noticed was that as soon as I left my room, that weird, quiet feeling went away. After that, every time that that feeling came into a room, I would just leave. I didn't want to get trapped in that feeling again. The last thing that I'll share is an incident that happened during Christmas break. My brother and me were home alone one evening watching TV while my mom and dad were out. We were watching one of those cheesy Christmas cartoons that gets played all the time in December. I had popped some popcorn for us, and since I was pretty bored, I had seen the cartoon about a dozen times already, I kept throwing pieces of popcorn at my brother. He was getting pretty annoyed with me, since he was at that age where you always want to watch those cartoons, and told me to stop. Of course I did for a minute, but then I started right back up. He told me to stop again, but this time I just kept hitting him with them. So he grabbed a big handful of popcorn and threw it at me. At this point, we were basically just sitting there flinging wads of popcorn back and forth. Suddenly, out of nowhere, we heard a growly voice in the living room say, Stop it! Needless to say, we did and ran off into Michael's room where we stayed until our parents got home. There were a lot of other things that happened there over the years, but those were a few of the big things that I can remember. Maybe I'll write you with some other stuff later on. Whoa, Tammy, that was incredible. Um, And I actually lived in Greenwood, Indiana for a little while, and I can tell you it is quiet out there, but it's not it's not supernaturally quiet. Um, I come from the country, so I thought it was actually pretty noisy, but I could understand coming from the city, you would think, yeah, it's really, really quiet. But what you experienced was not not ordinary. And then the voice out of nowhere telling you guys to stop it, that was really, really cool. Um, I'd love to know. You say that other things happen. I would love to know what else might have happened out there. And uh, maybe you'll share some other stories with us some other time. But thank you for sharing your story with us today. Really appreciate it. Our last story comes from Dylan. And he has sent it in entitling it, Moving Didn't Help. I've experienced hauntings in two family homes. It started when I was 14 while I was taking a shower. A cold breeze hit me, and at first I thought nothing of it. 
I felt it again, and a weird feeling came into the pit of my stomach. So I got out, grabbed a towel and my clothes, and went into the bedroom to dress. While I was drying off, dressing at super speed, something I couldn't see let out a nasty growl on the right side of my mom's bed. I ran out of there. Later on, my bed began to shake at night. I thought perhaps it was me being paranoid and shaking, therefore shaking the bed. So I had my brother sleep with me. He woke up before me and then woke me up because he felt the shaking. After that, me, my brother, and sister all slept in my mom's room with the door closed and locked. I would hear things moving around in the front room, see shadows in the hallway, and hear whispers. I was home alone one day and brought my dog inside. I was too scared to go alone to the back bathroom, so I had my dog wait outside the door. Suddenly there was a loud crash from my room and the dog ran away. She wouldn't go back there again. After we moved from that house, other neighbors started hearing things. This was my first but not the last experience. We later moved into a house a family friend lived in. For a while, I was okay. But then I began having nightmares of things attacking me, making me not able to speak or move. It was horrible. One night, a friend stayed over. I never told him anything involving my experiences with ghosts. He saw something in the hallway from my room and asked if my house was haunted. Alarmed, I asked, why? He said he had seen the figure of a man looking into the room. I was so scared. I like to pretend I never felt anything in the house. But once he told me this, I couldn't just ignore the problem. His friend came over to pick him up, and I couldn't believe the activity and the evil that was in this house. He told me two dogs had lived there, among other things, and I've seen one of the dogs on two occasions. Both times I thought at first it was my dog, but quickly realized that it wasn't. The first time I saw it, I only caught a glimpse of white legs and paws. But the second time, I was getting into the fridge, and I glimpsed a white dog face to face just to my right for once I didn't feel threatened though by a spirit later on I could hear knocking and scratching on the walls coming from outside there was a loud vortex like sound coming from the backyard my dog would bark and freak out sometimes I thought it was odd that never once did my family wake up from him barking I became too scared to fall asleep and would stay up all night and wait for daybreak to go to sleep I later found out from my friend's friend that he just knew the land I had lived on had been a landfill or something some time ago. It didn't register to me until I remember a neighbor boy telling me the same thing a couple years before he stated this. I now live in apartments by a cemetery. Nice choice, huh? And have a daughter. Sometimes she'll watch something in the apartment that can't be seen and laugh or just stare. It scares me because I don't want her to be able to see or feel the things that I do. It's awful and horrifying. Whoa, Dylan, that was incredible. Uh, to think that, you know, you moved 
you went to a couple different locations and it's possible of course that you moved from one location that had experiences and had activity to another location that completely had different activity but then you say that you know now you live in apartments which yeah great choice live across the street from a cemetery haha uh but then your daughter's also beginning to have experiences so it could be that you're sensitive it could be that you just uh your whole family's able to sense things like that. It could also be that things are just drawn towards you. In any case, I really, really appreciate you sharing your story with us. Thanks a lot, Dylan. Well, guys, that's going to do it for our first show. I appreciate you guys sticking around and listening to us. I appreciate the guys that sent in the stories. Those were incredible. I really, really do appreciate that. And if you would like to submit your stories for us to read on the air here, just look us up on Facebook under True Paranormal, the podcast. You'll see a button there for email. Just hit that button and send us your experiences, and we'll be glad to read those. Also, in future episodes, we're going to try to get some interviews with some paranormal investigators, some guys that are actually out in the field doing the grunt work that helps to find the answers to things. And also, we're going to try to do some exploring the other topics in the paranormal that don't necessarily get as much play as ghosts and hauntings, things like cryptozoology, time shifts, things like that. In the meantime, my name is Leo Rizzuti. Thanks for listening, and have a great night.